Hello and welcome to the Pack Mag Parents Podcast, your place to laugh and learn. Everything we do is to make the lives of everyday parents easier. Without further ado, let's welcome our hostess with the mostess, Bree James. Hello and welcome to the Pack Mag Parents Podcast. It's Bree James, and on today's episode, we are talking to a mother of a child with diabetes, type 1 diabetes that is, and discussing what life is like with this disease. Now, make sure you stay tuned for our weird, wacky, and wonderful world of parenting segment, as we have an amazing gadget to add to your camping gear. We've also found a hands free lock that allows you to open and lock your front door, all without a key. And don't miss out on my tip of the week as I've found a way to make more bench space in your kitchen without having to renovate. So let's get into today's show. Now, while there isn't currently a cure for diabetes, type 1 diabetes, uh, there is no reason to not be able to live an enjoyable life with this disease. Uh, And today's guest is all about spreading positivity around the subject of diabetes and her journey of a child living with this disease. So I'm going to chat to Hortense, who is the co-author with her daughter, Raphael, of their book, Living with Diabetes, about the challenges diabetes has brought up with them in their life and what life is like living with a child who has diabetes. Let's get her on Zoom. It's time to get to class. So tell me, what is life like living with a child with diabetes? Because my husband's a type 1 diabetic and I know how challenging it is with him and he's an adult, but I can only imagine how tough it is having a child with diabetes. Um, Well, before I could even try to say what life is about living with a child with diabetes, the first thing you probably need to understand, well, you understand it because your husband does, but anyone else would need to understand what exactly is diabetes. So diabetes is an autoimmune disease. So you basically have your immune system eating your pancreas. And the pancreas is what absorbs carbohydrate when it it is converted into sugar into your body. So basically, it's almost like an allergic reaction with carbohydrate. Because whenever the amount of carbohydrate that you get into your body raises your blood sugar. So having a child with diabetes, everybody loves rice. Everybody, as a child, kids love cookies. And this is made of flour and that's with carbohydrate. So you basically have to change almost like your whole lifestyle. It, It is manageable, but it's still hard, no matter how you put it. Because... The difference with eating one cookie is different than having two or three at the same time. Absolutely. And I think people don't, you know, they go, oh, you just can't have sugar, um, which is not true at all. I guess that's the thing with, I mean, we're talking type one diabetes today because obviously type two and type three diabetes are completely different. So we're talking type one diabetes today. Um, but it's always interesting that people, when they know that you're someone in your family has diabetes, it's always like, oh, you know, you have to have a carbohydrate with every meal that you're going to have, or you have to, um, you can't eat sugar because it's bad, you know, because of your diabetes. Um, whereas, you know, the insulin, I guess their medication just acts like that pancreas for them, like you were saying, which 
helps them process any sugars or carbohydrates that they're having. So it's a huge mathematical thing for them though, isn't it? Every meal you have to sit there and you have to look at it and go, if I have that one cookie, I have to put this much medicine in my, my system. If I have two, then how many, you know, how many sugars and carbohydrates are in that two cookies? It's such a challenging thing. I'd be terrible at it because I'm terrible at math. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I think what it makes you, it makes you a little bit more aware of what you eat. And um, I'd say perhaps maybe you look for alternatives. Um, anything homemade is much better because you control the amount of whatever it is that you put in it. But may, most of the things that are packaged, they have preservatives. I'm not sure, maybe extra sugar, extra salt to keep it, you know, into the package longer. And that is not quite good for diabetics. So anything fresh is healthy for them. Absolutely. But, you know, they can even uh, have their sugars raised from eating an apple or something fresh as well through the sugars in natural and fruits and um, stress and sickness can also make yes. them sick. Because I know um, people have said, you know, why, why don't they just become paleo and have no carbohydrates and no fruits and just eat meat all of the time, but you can still get sick um, yes. and then your sugars go high um, and you can still you know, have stress in your life and their sugars go high. It's a very, very difficult disease to manage. Yes. And stress is not very good at all for any, any diabetic. Well, it's not good for any of us, but for a diabetic, it's even worse because all the stress is absorbed by the organs and that, that doesn't have good results. Absolutely not. So, you know, I know there's a lot of parents that do have young children with, with diabetes, even, you know, we're talking one-year-olds and things like that. It must be quite challenging because I know, as I said, my husband has diabetes that, you know, you worry about them when they're unwell with their sugars going high and low. Um, I can imagine you've had so many sleepless nights with a child and you must have so much worry. <laughs> well, it's a constant worry. It's a constant worry. You, when they're in bed, sometimes you would get up and just go and peek in the room just to see that they're okay. Um, it's, and, and diabetes is a, is a bit unpredictable in a sense that even though you do everything right and the body might decide to just do something completely different and it's different for everybody. You know, you may have the right diet, the right amount, which is, you're not never really too sure, but you have the right amount, the right amount of medication and the body does something completely different. And that's the thing, you know, because, you know, the, I guess the average sugar levels are supposed to be around five to seven, aren't they? Whereas, yes. you know, when um, they're sick, their sugars can go up to 20, 30 just from, you know, and they've eaten the same thing, but their system is just not. Or happy. even not eating can do that as well. Absolutely. And then I guess they can go from the other, other angle that have miscalculated how many sugars and how many carbohydrates are in their meal. They take too much medicine. Then it goes really low and it's down to, you know, one or two and they, you know, you need to get some sugar really, really quickly. It's, I can't, yeah, I can't imagine having a child with it because it's hard enough with a big man. <laughs> I know it is, but um, I think with, with diabetes, what had happened, when, once it happened, we kind of educated ourselves more about our food, about our diet, and our daughter had to grow quickly in a sense in terms of understanding how she's feeling so she can express it because otherwise if she's feeling low and she feels like she's going to faint. She's able to say, okay, I, I feel low. 
or if she's feeling high and her heart starts pounding, then she'll be like, oh, mommy, I think I need more, more injection because I feel like my heart is beating very fast. So she had to grow quickly to understand the highs and the lows and her body's reaction to different things. Um, It's... As a parent, that's, that's the support that you need to provide. You provide that support. You make sure that you are educated enough about what's going on to help your child. You never know everything, but the amount of um, knowledge that you can gain through training with your um, nutritionist, um, advices from your doctors, and also your own research about different food as well. And that's the only support that you can provide and you know, children, they would sneak a candy here and there. <laughs> of course they will. <laughs> and that's right. I'll just inject more insulin. I'll be fine. I'll be fine. <laughs> and birthday parties are the worst. Yeah. Because it, your blood sugar might go higher just because you're looking at everything they're taking and putting in their mouth and you... It's such a challenge, yes. It you is. To have a normal childhood, you know, and I guess you, you don't want them to go. I can't have any of this party food. So it is such a it's a, it's a mathematical um, disease like no other because every single thing they consume, they have to work out mathematically how much medicine do I have to take, and they get it wrong so often. It's such a tough thing. <sighs> I know. It it is challenging. Very challenging. This podcast is proudly brought to you by Good Start Early Learning. Good Start can nurture your little one right from the nursery through to kindergarten with the choices of a nine-hour, 10-hour or all-day session. Visit goodstart.org.au and inquire today. So what, what challenges besides, you know, what you've just sort of discussed, have you had any other major challenges, I guess, as a mum? Because it's so hard watching someone um, with this disease um it's it's a really tough one to watch it is it is but what i my i've been very positive about it i i have to be positive about it whether i want it or not because you don't want to raise a child which is a total wreck and scared about everything yeah so you just have to let them be children and flow with it when it's if they go overboard in terms of what they want to eat you try to see if you can find an alternative and provide that alternative um i've made i've started making cookies with uh, wholemeal spelt and coconut sugar and uh, raw cocoa so that's a good alternative so if any if anytime she wants something and we make that at home and it's as tasty as any other cookies you know, and, and, you know, from time to time you make a, you make a treat, you know, we can make homemade pizza and we do it whole, with wholemeal spelt and, you know, but that night you just know that, okay, well, um, it is what it is. We just have to adjust and, um, and go for it. Absolutely. But um, other challenges, I would say sometimes when they go to sporting event, um, most of the time I attend, but the school is doing a great job because um, the staff has been trained to understand what it is, to look at the signs. And, you know, so far we've been blessed that 
nothing major has happened and uh, everybody's on board. Even the parents are on board. Um, if she goes somewhere, the parents know what is a no-no and what she can or cannot eat. And they've been able to provide um, an appropriate meal that is, is suitable for her. Because you're right, exercise can completely, um, if they overexert themselves, their sugars can just drop really, really quickly. Um, it's another thing to worry about as a parent. Oh, it's so long with diabetes in your life. Uh, gosh, I'll take my hat off to you. So you wrote a book together with your daughter, which I think is beautiful. It's called My Life with Diabetes. Obviously, uh, you really want to help other families that have this issue. So tell me about the book. Well, um, the book started when she was in year two. There was a competition at school and uh, she wanted to participate. And she, I said, oh, great, go ahead. And she, I said, what are you going to talk about? So she said, oh, well, you know, I'm going to write about a princess, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, what do the princesses do? They only sit and wait for someone to rescue them. You need to write about something real, that something that matters to you. Why don't you like write about diabetes? And she was like, oh, that's an idea. And I said, go ahead. Here's a book. This is explanation. Here's another book. So go for it. And then she started and she also does drawing. So she did some of her, her illustrations. And um, she wrote the book. We brought it to school for the competition. And two months later, we heard that we won first prize. Wow. Yes. And that was very, very exciting for her to have talked about her own story and, and, you know, share it with others. That's so beautiful because there are so many misconceptions around diabetes. Um, I, I see them and it frustrates me and I can only imagine the diabetics listening right now how much it frustrates them. There's just not enough community awareness. I mean, people try so hard to support people with diabetes. I definitely think they do, but I don't think they realise that it's not because your parents fed you too much sugar when you were little or, you know, it's, it's completely, it's just a disease. It just happens. Sometimes it's hereditary. Sometimes it's not. Um, and there's nothing they can do to fix that except for someone giving them a pancreas, which is not going to happen. So um, I think it's well, such. A yeah. But what hers, hers came through because she had a fever and a cough and um, you know, like two or three days. And then, the third night, she had wet the whole bed and she was coughing as if, as if she had the whooping cough. And the next day, we took her to the doctor and the doctor said the diabetes was brought on by a virus. Yeah. Her body was fighting it too much and became confused. Then the immune system started, started attacking the pancreas. And, you know, it, it can happen to anyone. It's not something that... It is hereditary at a hundred percent. No, and it's not something that if you eat too much sugar as a kid, that you're gonna get. You know, it's it's it just happens. It's one of these things. Your immune system decides to go awire, and then um, you you're the one that has diabetes or any other autoimmune disease. So, how do you think? Um you know, as a community, we can raise more awareness for this issue? Because obviously you and I are both very passionate about it. <laughs> well, as a community, I would say, um, you know, sometimes you have to put the points very simple. Say, for example, exactly what it is and how do people with diabetes 
feel or how how they would react to certain things. For example, let's say for as, asthma, they, they would say, okay, dust is what causes asthma. If an asthmatic person cannot stay in a place where there's dust, blah, blah, blah. So if, I would say the same thing for diabetes. If you have a kid with diabetes, um, lollies is definitely a no-no. Um, it's not contagious because some parents might be afraid that is cont- it is contagious. They don't want their child. And they also need to know about something called ketoacidosis. Mm. And, um, you know, and they need to know about the symptoms of that. They need to know if you have a child with diabetes and you see that she's looking lethargic, something is wrong. Um, it could, her sugar could be low or her sugar could be too high. So I think these points need to be pointed out to the community and maybe more talks about it, you know, more talks about what it is and, and how we can support people with diabetes. They do the same for asthma. They do the same for other, um, you know, it's almost like bullying. The same way we say bullying is a no-no. Um, these are the signs of bullying. We need to probably identify and pinpoint the signs of diabetes and um, put them out to the community. It's just, I guess, you don't know what you don't know. No, absolutely. And diabetic ketosis is very, very uh, dangerous. If you want to know a bit more about that, that's uh, my husband had one of those. and He didn't, you know, he's 35 and had one about five years ago and didn't know what it was, um, but that's where... He, he got a vomiting bug off the kids um, and he wasn't eating and his sugars went so high that their, his, body, his blood started turning to acid and melting his muscles and like it was just horrible. It, yeah, he ended up in intensive care and that's what can happen to a diabetic is they can get that sick just from a vomiting bug and that's why, you know, COVID um, and things like that is such a worry for people with, with diabetes um, because they can get a virus like that and it can just shut down their whole immune system and make them so, so, so sick where they end up in intensive care from a simple vomiting bug. Can you believe it? Yes, yes. Um, we were very concerned when, with COVID. Um, very, very concerned. And, we, well, like everyone else, we stayed home and we did the right thing. But at the same time, playing in the backyard was the best thing for her as well because she was with the organic bugs and worms and all this and um, kind of boosting her own immune system. Um, That's the best thing we could do for her at that time. Absolutely. Well, if you'd like to uh, check out the My Life with Diabetes book, uh, we'll put the link in the show notes. But thank you so much, Hortense, for your amazing insights and for helping so many families today understand diabetes a little bit more, I hope a lot more, um, and what it's like as a parent Uh, and partner, I guess, for me, um, with someone with diabetes in your life, because it is such a challenging disease for them. And I feel so much for those kids and adults that are suffering with this disease, because, yeah, it's definitely a challenge having to look at every single thing you consume, all the stress, any exercise, and try and manage that so that you can keep your energy and keep functioning. Yes, it is. It is. And we were very happy to be here. We hope that uh, our information was... um, useful to those that are listening and um you know and we will be here if you have any more questions later on and if we need to do another community awareness we will be here to um, provide that information or support thank you for having us and um hope to talk to you next time 
the weird, the wacky and the wonderful in the world of parenting. All right, no need to look for those matches or plastic lighters again with this handy rechargeable lighter. So the Alexstream Arc Lighter is a USB rechargeable lighter that will fit all of your lighter needs. So it's got an LED light displaying the battery level and a secure safety lock, which means your little ones can't accidentally switch it on, making this the perfect tool for camping as a rechargeable LED candle lighter. How super cool is that one? Now, for phone calls or private listening, headphones usually do the job, but if you've ever tried running with headphones, you know the struggle. Whether they be wireless or not, somehow they always manage to fall out. So if you're looking for an alternative, then this headband may be your calling. So the headband is a soft cotton headband that has built-in speakers that connect wirelessly to any Bluetooth-enabled device within 30 feet. How awesome is that? So it's the Music Bluetooth Sweat Headband. That's a mouthful. Keys are never where you need them and they're either hiding in the house or swallowed by the jungle contained in your handbag. So thank goodness for a company called August Smart Lock. Uh, they've designed a lock that is the size of a hockey puck and it's installed into your front door. So this system enables you to auto unlock and auto lock doors, create digital keys for guests and keep track of those who have entered your home via your smartphone. So check it out at the August Smart Lock. If you're loving the Pack Mag Parenting Podcast, then you'll love our other channels. Follow Pack Mag on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and Pinterest. It's time for Bree's Give It A Go Challenge. For this week's Give It A Go Challenge, I want you to schedule 30 minutes every day to tackle a specific skill that you want to learn or a project that you want to finish. So this could be learning a new song on an instrument. It could be finally finishing your child's you know, year one scrapbook, even though they may be four years old now, it is time. So there you go. Give it a go. 30 minutes every day, seven days to complete a task, hobby, or something you want to learn. Pack Mag's tip of the week. Are you low on cooking space in the kitchen? Well, simply pull the top drawer in your counter and place a large chopping board on top and voila, you now have extra cooking space. It needs to be a pretty good uh, and pretty large chopping board. Maybe get one of those made up. There you go. You're going to have heaps of extra room, heaps of extra chopping space. And then you won't get the food in the drawer as you're chopping. How good's that? It's a wrap. What did we learn on today's show? All right. We learned a lot about diabetes. Well, I hope you did because I am uh, very passionate about this topic myself. So as we heard, number one is diabetes is an autoimmune disease that attacks the pancreas which makes it doesn't work anymore. So the pancreas helps our body to digest sugars and carbohydrates. So that's why the pancreas is really, really important. But people with type 1 diabetes, their pancreas doesn't work anymore. So number two was that type 1 diabetes, they use insulin to manage their sugars and carbohydrates uh, intake. So many foods contain carbs and sugars. So it's uh, the insulin that means if they have a whole big chocolate bar, then they need to have a whole heap more insulin. Whereas our pancreas does the job of that insulin pen. So number three is type one diabetes isn't contagious and you don't catch diabetes because you had a bad diet as a child or anything like that. It's just one of those diseases that just pops up as an autoimmune disease uh, that attacks the pancreas. So basically it's just one of those things. It's bad, bad luck really to catch this disease. 
And number four was that type 1 diabetes isn't controlled by diet alone. A lot of people think that diabetics can just be, uh, you know, on a keto diet or paleo diet and not have any carbs or any sugars, and then they would never need any medication. Uh, But this isn't true uh, because stress, illness, sport and body composition and loads of other uh, environmental and internal factors can impact a diabetic's sugar levels. So it's a very, very complex disease that... uh, can have huge consequences if it's not managed properly, including loss of limbs, heart attacks, all sorts of things. And number five, lastly, is that living with diabetes is manageable, but it is a very complex disease that has helped implications for life, like I just said. So, you know, try and be kind to those with diabetes and those living with uh, someone in their family with diabetes because it is a challenging disease. I can't imagine looking at every single meal, trying to work out every single piece of sugar and carbohydrate that could be in there um, to, you know, do the job of that pancreas. It's uh, incredibly challenging and, yeah, I, um, I think of all the diabetics out there listening today and I wish you all the very, very best of the disease and I hope you're looking after yourself. Well, that's the end of the show. We hope you enjoyed this episode as much as we enjoyed putting it together for you. Uh, thank you to the beautiful Hortense for coming on to the show. Uh, check out her daughter's book, Raphael's book, My Life with Diabetes, that she wrote when she was eight years old. Super, super sweet. Uh, but everyone else, thank you so much for being with us today. Until next time, happy parenting and don't forget to tell everyone, You heard it on PacMag.